All right, you're watching The John Smith Show here on YouTube on Say What You Will Radio. You can find all of our stuff at saywhatyouwillradio.com. On Monday nights, you're going to find us on Good Talk Radio, and that's goodtalkradio.com. Monday nights at 7 p.m., and that's Pacific Time. Now, of course, The John Smith Show, that runs every night at 8 p.m. Pacific Time live on our YouTube channel. Also, go out to facebook.com slash saywhatyouwillradio and uh, give us a follow there. Same with Instagram. And if you're into the whole Twitter thing, which maybe some of you are, check us out at saywhatyouwill7. So we got an interesting show today. I got a guest uh, that uh, I've been talking to a little bit today. And uh, we're going to go ahead and not mention him by name. He has to stay anonymous. And he is a prepper. Now, he's not a full-blown prepper, but he's kind of in the early stages. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about that and uh, kind of find out his story behind prepping. So uh, we're going to do that. And then uh, let's bring him on the phone right now. All right. Can you hear me, man? Absolutely. All right. Now, I know you have a podcast, uh, but I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. Uh, but I want to give yeah, you... No, man. Fuck, fuck the whole anonymous thing. It's it's fine. If 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 somebody can, can get to me, then they fucking deserve it. My <laughs> name is Pepper. I host the Rushmore Podcast, the number one podcast recorded in the state of Mississippi. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so you're down in Mississippi. All right, I've been there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I got to tell you, though, I got to say this, the welcoming centers, I don't know if they're still the same way, like when you come across the border, but when you go into Mississippi, man, they're the nicest people I've ever come across. And they used to give away like sweet tea, lemonade, or uh, even like, um, what the hell were they? Uh, Sweet potatoes. Really? Yeah. I I wonder which welcome center this is. Because I've, uh, I remember the ones in Florida, the Welcome Centers in Florida. They used to give out uh, free uh, orange juice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and if you got if you got those little travel size little vodka things, throw one in there, you're fucking partying, dude. <laughs> there you go, right? Instant screwdriver. That's pretty yeah. nice. Well, we uh, even get to the beach. Yeah. See, I know the the uh, Welcome Center that we went to was right when you left. Uh, Tennessee, Memphis area, and you went into Mississippi that direction. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one at all. Okay, are you more like uh, where, where at in Mississippi? Are you don't have to give the, the actual town, but you know, yeah, south, south Mississippi. Okay, okay, so you're near the uh, the uh, Gulf then. Yeah, yeah, we're we are just clear of Hurricane Laura. I was gonna. That was my next question. Are you feeling any after effects or side effects from that? Fuck no, dude. I, I mean, I'm outside right now. It's actually eerily dead as far as the wind goes. Usually, we have some sort of breeze, and it is completely dead. It's weird. Wow. Well, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a good thing. Fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, I don't get out of work or anything fun like that. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess none of our shit gets destroyed, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. Your house will be, in, you know, intact when you get home. That's always positive. Yeah. Well, good. So let's talk a little bit about uh, prepping. And once more, that was the Rushmore podcast, right? Yes. Okay. The Rushmore podcast, not Mount Rushmore podcast. Those guys fucking suck. All right. 
Well, it's good to know. (laughs) That's good to know. (laughs) You know, it's funny because all of us podcasters, we we all say the same thing, right? The number one (laughs) podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm the number one podcast in Mesa, Arizona. Damn it. And you better tune in and listen. You might be. You never know, right? I'm pretty confident that we are actually the number one podcast in Mississippi. I'm not bullshit. No. Can you name another Mississippi podcast? You know, I can't name a Mississippi town, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, if I I was saying, like, we're the number one podcast in L.A., he'd be like, okay, well, that's obviously bullshit. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. No, that's fair to say. We did pretty well. That's fair. I got to tell you this, too, about Mississippi. You guys got some serious bugs down there, man. Oh, yeah. The size of your fist. So, one thing that always blows people's minds when I tell them, we have mosquito trucks come through like once every couple weeks. There's trucks that have a a two-stroke gas motor on the back that uh, throws out some sort of mist. It's like a, uh, I guess like an insecticide mist or something. Oh, yeah. To kill mosquitoes. Nice. Well, probably not good for you. Well, probably not, you know, but neither is getting attacked by a million mosquitoes. I, uh, thank God we haven't got malaria in America yet. No, yeah, that's true. That's a, well, yeah, not recently, but we, we, uh, I remember driving through Mississippi and pulling over at gas stations. And in between the pumps, they had like a high pressure sprayer so that you could wash the bugs off your windshield because they were so bad at night. Yeah, I totally believe that. Excellent. All right, man. Well, let's talk about uh, not I mean, I could talk about Mississippi all night. You know, I mean, it's a great place. I think it's underrated. I think I'm done talking about Mississippi. All right. I think it's over. I think you're way off. (laughs) Because <laughs> you realize it's number one, it's either number one or fifty in like basically every measurable stat. Well, I know their education uh, doesn't get a high ranking down there. Yeah, teen pregnancy, not great. Well, mm. actually, it's the worst. Um, obesity, the worst. Tobacco oh. use, the worst. Okay. I mean, it's statistically the worst state in the union. <laughs> which is a shame because it's it's a nice state. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Maybe you don't. I don't know. All right. uh, you're just a Mississippi apologist. Maybe I am. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, that's fair to say. Anyway, I just enjoyed the, the welcome, sir. You know, I mean, you know, first impressions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So tell me, let's talk about prepping. So obviously the obvious first question is what got you um, – got you into that lifestyle or or that planning as far as prepping is concerned so i'm going to start by saying like as far as a prepper interview i'm probably not exactly what you want because i'm not the crazy overblown doomsday prepper documentary guy that everybody wants um i'm like a like prepper light i'm like uh you know, like diet prepper. So I don't, I don't have a bunker. I don't have, uh, you know, a bug out vehicle that costs like $250,000. I don't, I don't have an arsenal that wouldn't fit in an SUV. Like I, I have a, I have what I have. 
No, but, and that's you know, fair. I'm not, I'm not crazy. And, and I don't think that there's what's up. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I think that's fair because I would rather talk to the average run of the mill uh, prepper than talk to the extremist. I'm not, I'm, I'm not interested okay. in that because that is, that's something that most people can't do. I want to talk to someone that has kind of a game plan and some ideas on what to do in case, you know, shit goes down. I'm not looking for someone that has, you know, an armored vehicle and a concrete bunker and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm That's not, that's not my interest. Okay, good. You got the right guy then. So, I've always kind of been aware that shit can go sideways. I've seen shit go sideways a few times. And, um, you know, the, the world we live in, in modern American culture is, is pretty fucking fragile. And we got a big wake up call with the COVID thing. Um, I mean, just that little interruption in some supply chains and, and other, other things like that. Uh, and I mean, from that, nothing really happened, but it just made people aware of like shit can go wrong. Like it it wouldn't take very much. Um, especially something like a, you know, a, a big, cause I mean, what are the, what are the most vulnerable things that we have in America that a lot of people don't think about is power grid. Uh, our power grid is crazy outdated. It's crazy vulnerable. If there was a terrorist organization or a uh, military that really wanted to hurt us, it would not be that hard to take out the power grid. I've actually looked into that. If if, if the FBI is listening, you know, chill. <laughs> I'm not. But you know, I've 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 looked into stuff like that. I grew up um, near a really big infantry base army infantry base so always i've always been around a significant military target where i'm at now i am definitely around a significant military target and so i mean i've always just kind of had a plan and people think that it's like oh you're crazy none of that's ever going to happen it's like i mean katrina happened here you know yeah, and it was devastating. And I mean that. Yeah, that essentially wiped out the Gulf Coast and knocked everybody back to like almost the Stone Age. Like people, the the necessities became a priority. Like when when after Katrina happened, a week after Katrina happened, and everything was flooded, it was a uh, a, a lot of things destroyed supply chains had broken down people needed water they needed food they needed shelter and whenever and those things were scarce so there was a lot of bad shit that happened there's a lot of people that suffered there's a lot of people that died right so knowing that and knowing that that was not like a thousand year storm that might have been a half century storm or a hundred year storm I mean, fuck, Laura right now is about to seriously fuck up southwestern Louisiana. Yeah, that's what I had heard. It's it's going to be bad. Yeah, and it's similar to Katrina where it was like not really supposed to be that big of a deal. And then essentially overnight, it just blew the fuck up. And 
I mean, it's it's going to be bad. Uh, the National Weather Service came out, or I think it was the National Hurricane Center, came out and said that there was going to be unsurvivable uh, storm surges, like 30 miles inland. Like, it's going to be bad. Wow. So, I mean, to pre- to prepare for stuff like that, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think that's, you should definitely do that. Yeah, especially think, if you live down where you guys are at. I mean, that's a no-brainer to me, I think. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Laura missed us by, you know, probably 50 to 100 miles. But even with a hurricane being that close, you get a Walmart right now, you can't find water. You can't find, you know, I mean, you can find, I mean, it's Walmart. You can find food and stuff. But a lot of the essentials you can't find. Because yeah. well, whenever I'm, anything like that happens, the stores just get, I mean, I wouldn't say looted, but they, they get emptied out real quick. And I think with a lot of the uh, necessities that you would need in a, a situation like that, on top of what we're going through with the COVID, as you mentioned earlier, that only makes it more difficult. Yeah, 100%. So this yeah, could be is- like a like a perfect storm situation that could really have a massive impact on Louisiana and parts of Texas from what I understand. Yes. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they deploy national guard up there tomorrow. I've already just driving around today. I saw whenever there's a hurricane pretty much anywhere nearby you see, um, this is one of the places that, uh, like power trucks stop and spend the night at. Mm-hmm. And stage. This is like a staging area for like power trucks, uh, like power line repair trucks and stuff like that. And, you know, I saw a ton of those today. Wow. So, I mean, all that stuff is taken care of, but it's going to be whenever the shit hits the fan and there's nobody there, you don't have your own stuff or your stuff is destroyed. That's, that's when things get to. So that's something that I've always been acutely aware of is shit can go wrong. If you were disconnected from where you can just hop in your car and run to the store, um, what are you going to do then? Yeah, exactly right. And you mentioned um, like you want to make sure that you have water. Uh, now, are you talking like bottled water, or how do you how do you store your water? So, the the best there's a, there's a couple ways. I mean, well water is okay for a while. Um, you got to run a generator, um, to run a well and generators are just not viable long-term. They suck up a shit ton of fuel. Oh yeah. So unless you have access to fuel, which you wouldn't, if shit actually went down, that's not happening. So boiling water is one of the best things you can do. And just, I mean, you would almost have a full-time job just boiling water. Like oh, wow. always have a pot going. And you can take that boiled water and store it for, I mean, I wouldn't store it for like a long period of time and let it get re-fucked up. But, you know, just boil your water for a day or so and then have that. Um, so I, I mentioned when we were talking before, I have a place that I'm going if shit goes bad. Yeah, and you did mention that a, off air, yeah. Yeah, this is a place uh, close to where I grew up. I spent most of my time when I grew up in the woods, and this is 
one of the places that I spent a lot of time. I know the plants around there well. I know a lot of the edible plants. Um, I know the wildlife in that area. And luckily, that wildlife in that area specifically has been um, artificially enhanced. To It is a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. There, there's some very high-profile uh, deer hunters in that area. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but there, there is a lot of fauna in that area. Okay. Um, as well as like just squirrels and stuff. It's near uh, a pretty big creek there, where there's just as many fish as you could possibly want. Um, it's in an area that's owned by a corporation that they don't give a fuck about they see it every somebody from that corporation sees it once every 10 years oh wow if shit hits the fan they're never going to see it so it's a really good spot and it's it's a place that i mean it's a place that like if if i like if i was like running from the cops or something (laughs) i would definitely go there because i mean depending on and i mean it's it's a day hike in. It's not, it's not crazy. You know, I could park my car even further away and make it a day and a half hike or whatever. Oh, right and I on. mean, it would take so long for anybody to find me. And so my bug out bag that I keep in my car, um, I have pretty much everything that I would need to survive in that area for almost an indefinite amount of time. Now you're not doing anything that would require you to run from the police, right? You're just that was no, just a kind of a what if scenario. Yes, it's it's all it's all what if, and <laughs> at the first sign of trouble, I'm just going. That's that's the plan. Now, how did and, you uh, learn this type of stuff? Like, where did you get gain this knowledge? Is this something that you had an interest in, so you just started studying, or do you have family or friends that that kind of help you with this type of stuff, or what? No, I was in Boy Scouts when I was growing up. And I mean, like I said, I was like, during the summers, I would leave my house at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And I wouldn't come back home till like six or seven at night. I would just spend all day in the woods. I would eat lunch in the woods. I would find, I mean, this is in the summer when I was off from school. So we would have blueberries and blackberries and stuff like that. But I mean, I would go out, catch fish, make a fire, cook fish eat lunch, blackberries, stuff like that. I would boil water, uh, you know. Then this is when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. Boil water to drink. Um, I just, for some reason, did all that when I was a kid. Nobody really taught me. I mean, I was, I mean, I probably read a few books, stuff like that. I definitely learned some stuff in Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, most of it was just kind of figuring shit out and, just kind of being naturally drawn to it for some reason. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. That's cool because the uh, the more this world goes insane, okay, I think if you would have talked to somebody even maybe a year or two ago, um, even with Katrina, you know, that's h- how many years ago that's been. Uh, but that was 2005. That was a long time ago. Yeah, so we're talking almost 15 years ago. But I think if you talked to somebody even just two or three years ago or maybe a year ago, I think they would have looked at someone that's prepping, um, 
kind of as insane or maybe like a conspiracy theorist. I think with the world that we're seeing now, I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're seen as crazy anymore. Yeah. In fact, I think you're a little bit crazy if you're not starting to look into this type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying, cause I mean, like I was talking about earlier, the, the extremist preppers, I mean, there's extremists in every group. Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are some extremist preppers that have millions of dollars that it's like, yeah, you could point at that person and say they're crazy. Cause a lot of them are like, they're super into QAnon and they're just eating up everything that Alex Jones says. And <laughs> like, yeah, they might be a little bit crazy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like you said, there's always those, the fringe, right? But I think if you're an everyday American and you're living in, you know, in a urban or suburban area and, uh, I mean, anything can go haywire at any time. I don't, not just from natural, you know, natural disasters, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy out there. Yeah. And it seems like it's either not getting better or getting worse. I mean, we just had some shit go down in the last couple of days. Right. Yeah. And I it's mean, madness, dude. I mean, who saw that if you yeah. were living up in, uh, Wisconsin, you weren't expecting something like that to happen. And next yeah, thing you know, dude, that's Wisconsin. Yeah. Like it's fucking cheese, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's fire. like, you know, malls that are, have been completely burnt down. There's, there's car dealerships that have been completely destroyed. Um, there's been people killed, uh, hurt. You know, I mean that one 17 year old kid who just shot three people last night. It's yeah. You know, and you don't know where those bullets are going. You don't know, you don't know how long those, those, uh, the people are going to be out there. And if you're stuck in the middle of that, it's not like you can get in your car and run over to the grocery store to get what you need. You got to be, somewhat prepared at any time, uh, in my humble opinion. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's one thing about Mississippi that I do appreciate. I mean, everybody in Mississippi has a gun on their bedside table. They got a gun in the truck. They got a gun fucking somewhere in the living room. They're just gunned up. And, you know, as far as gun violence goes, it's not like it's, higher in Mississippi. It's probably lower, but I do like the fact that like if, if some shit went down, like I don't think there's ever been a quote unquote active shooter in Mississippi. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't, I'm trying to think now. Where's Fort hood. Fort hood is in Texas. That's in Texas. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I can't remember off the top of my head of anything going like that and down in Mississippi at all. Yeah, I mean, knowing what I know about Mississippi, it would not be a very a very long event if somebody decided decided to try to shoot up a public gathering. No, and I mean, yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, we we're, we're just talking about it on our podcast today. I don't think every everybody should have a gun. I think. Um, you know, people always say like, "Oh, any any gun law restriction is bad." I don't I don't necessarily believe that. I think that if you 
having a gun is a big fucking responsibility. The same way driving is a big responsibility. I know people that can't drive worth a shit and they scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> and I mean, they could kill people. No, I agree. Well, I'm from Arizona, so it's very much oh, the yeah. wild west. You know, it's, it's very much the same way. Hey, speaking of that, can I just take a, a 30 second break? I just got to talk about one of my sponsors. Oh, hundred percent. All right. Give me one second. All right, so we were just talking about uh, uh, guns. Pepper and I were talking about it. And uh, one of my sponsors is Fast Concepts, LLC. This is a new company. This is a company that's going to either come to your home or you can go uh, to their, uh, their, their building, and they're going to teach you how to use a firearm. So with the world the way it is, people are going out and they're buying guns like crazy. Make sure if that's you, that you're getting the training that you need and also get yourself your CCW permit because that's going to make life a little easier for you. You're not going to have to fill out all the paperwork every time you decide to buy a gun. And two, you've got the law of reciprocity. So uh, if, if you decide you want to carry it outside a state that recognizes Arizona's CCW permit, then you can carry into that state as well. You cannot do that without a CCW. So, uh, all the training that you need is available at Fast Concepts LLC. Search them on Facebook and uh, give them a call and get yourself set up to get trained and get trained properly. Fast Concepts LLC. All right. Thanks, Pepper, for being patient, buddy. Um, oh, hell yeah. That's a great sponsor. Yeah, you know it, man. They're great people, too. I mean, this the guy that uh, put that that business together... Man, he is a firearms expert. I sat down and talked to him for a, about two hours, him and his wife. And uh, the the stuff that he knows and the people that he has working for him. One of the guys that's working for him doing the classes is a, uh, a longtime Marine, spent a lot of time overseas, saw a lot of shit over there. Uh, but he can, he knows his way around guns and he's a smart dude. So good company and good people. That's one of the big misconceptions with, with people have violent aspects of their living, you know, like people who are uh, in the military or I know a bunch of MMA fighters that people think that they're just like that person all the time. Dude, I know MMA fighters that fight the UFC, that fight in, you know, all different kinds of shit. They are the nicest fucking people. I know people in the special forces, they are the nicest fucking people. Like people Absolutely. think that, just because they kill people for a living, that they're, you know, assholes, terrible people, blah, 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 blah. They're not. I mean, and, you know, it doesn't go across the board. There's fucking, you know, War Machine M MMA who did some very bad things. There's some people in the military did some very bad things. But, I mean, for the most part, they're great fucking people. Absolutely. Man, I would say that the vast majority uh, would give their shirts off their back to do whatever Literally. they had to do to protect you. And, yeah. uh, you know, when all, when, when it, all the shit does go down, uh, they're going to be the ones that step up first to protect their neighbors and their family and everybody else. They're not going to go run and hide. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, that, that was another thing that kind of got me into the prepping shit. I had a friend, uh, when I was a little kid, um, all he wanted to do was be a U.S. Army Ranger. That's all he fucking talked about his favorite video games were u.s army ranger shit that's all the movies he watched his dad was um 
very high level military and you know three letter government organization guy and so that's one of the reasons why I kind of got into this he was always about survival and stuff like that because that's a big part of being a ranger being special ops and stuff like that and he ended up going into the rangers and doing a lot he killed a lot of people for the u.s military he went afghanistan all this other shit but he was obsessed with it growing up and that was one thing that we did together was we would just go in the woods and go camping for a week and this is like when we were like 12 i can't believe our parents let us do this shit but (laughs) we would just go in the woods for like two i mean i guess it was never more than like two maybe two and a half days at a time but we would just go out there with bare minimum shit and just hang out in the woods yeah that's pretty awesome and yet here you are alive and well right perfectly fine perfectly uh functional member of society well i think uh is yeah right some parents gotta you know maybe lighten up a little bit i think uh because i was the same way my brother and i spent uh we grew up in rural pennsylvania and uh so we spent a lot of time out in the woods and uh my parents just said be home for dinner or whatever you know they 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 weren't concerned and uh so yeah yeah, we we got walkie talkies oh there you go this is like a little bit before cell phone so uh our parents would give us walkie talkies and they we got some good ones so they had like a like a two three mile range and that's what we had they they'd check up on us every once in a while we'd we'd radio back in um and I mean, it was never a problem. Um, now, if they found out about the stuff that we were doing with the, some of my buddy's dad's uh, gunpowder and stuff like that, they probably would have been <laughs> upset. I mean, we we definitely did a lot of dangerous things that we weren't supposed to, but you know, everything worked out. That's right, and that's how you learn, man. That's that's yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. So. If, uh, if someone was listening to the show, all right, and they're just their average schmo like me, right, and they want to they wanna start building, um, I don't know, uh, you know, a food closet or, uh, you know, start preparing for something, whatever, right? We don't know what's going to happen, but they just want to know, maybe they want to have enough food for 30 days in case they need it, right, in case there's a natural disaster. What type of food would you recommend or what type of equipment would you recommend that they start looking into? Well, I would say even before that, I would say assess your situation where you're at. If, if you live in a city where if things go to shit, um, you're going to be in a compromised position, like where you're at is not going to be safe. I would first off look for places to go to if, and when, shit hits the fan and you need to get the fuck out. Gotcha. Um, but to, to talk on that point, as far as food stores and stuff like that, I mean, canned foods, you know, they're great. I have a shit ton of canned food. Um, also know somebody who raises their own beef cattle. So I get like half a beef every year. So that never runs out. And I mean, you know, obviously that's in a freezer and that's, if the power goes out, that is all going to go to shit. But, 
I mean, that'll last for a pretty good while. Um, food, the places where I've lived, if food ever became like a real issue, I mean, there's a lot of wild pigs. Um, okay. So learn yeah, to squirrels, hunt. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, don't even, you don't have to become like a master hunter. Just learn the basics. Right. And fish is huge. I mean, I know probably in Arizona, there's a lot of goddamn water <laughs> to drop a lot in. But I mean, where I grew up, I mean, you give me 10 minutes and a body of water, I'll get you a goddamn fish. I mean, it might not be the biggest thing. It's not going to go up on your wall, but it'll go in your freezer. Yeah, that's all that matters, man, as long as you can eat it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that would be, a, if, if I did enact my plan, that would be a huge part of my diet would be fish. Um, you know, learn, I think one of the main things that people need to do is just go out. Go go to a, there are primitive campgrounds all across America on public land. Go to a primitive campground, bring the shit that you think you would need not necessarily to be comfortable, but to get by. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out a lot of shit just from that. You'll find out the, the thing that, that was in your backpack that you never took out. So, I mean, that's gone. You don't need that. That's it. And go out there for about three or four days so you really get a good test. Just yeah. take, a, take a long weekend. It's funny that you and, say that because I learned that from taking uh, motorcycle trips. Because yeah. my first trip I took, man, I took everything that I could think of. And I used about 10% of what I took. Yep. So that's you got to be about, Yeah. It's a lot about uh, what you don't need a lot of the times. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't convinced my wife to, to do that yet, but we're, we're going to do that. I, I, hopefully I know enough for the both of us to, to keep us alive, but yeah. Yeah. You don't need 10 pairs of blue jeans. You can get by with one or two. You know what I mean? Be smart, save the room, save the, the weight. Cause if, if, if something goes down and you got to hike 20 miles into the woods somewhere, the last thing you want to be doing is hauling a bunch of stuff that you don't need. Yeah, I think a lot of people right now, if you told them to get the fuck out right now, take what you think you need, they would end up with a, I mean, a trunk load of shit. And like you said, they would probably use about 10% of it. Very, very true. Very true. So uh, I think, all right, So you are married though, right? That You said you're married. Yes. And your wife doesn't get into the whole prep thing. No, but I mean, it's honestly not something that we've, I don't know. I guess we have talked about it. It's it's more of a one-way conversation. She kind of rolls her eyes at it a little bit, but she also knows that if shit hit the fan, like we'll be fine because she knows. And I mean, she's also a wonderful person. Like whenever there is a uh, dire disaster situation she kicks into let's get shit done mode as opposed to panic mode and that is one of the things that i absolutely love about her but that's nice you'll have to play this back for her yeah 
<laughs> yeah, maybe not too much. Keep it, keep it on the test. That's all right. But I mean, we we've been in situations like you know, I've gotten in like fights and stuff, and it's not. It, we've we've gotten into like weird situations where it wasn't like her panicking, hyperventilating, not no, like she does exactly what she needs to do, and we do what we need to do to get out of there. So I I don't know if I could be with a person who just started panicking at the drop of a hat. That's that's one of the absolutely worst things. It's it's not good for anybody in the situation if you just start panicking. Right. And that's something that that's something that I've I've learned that you can't. That either you got that or you don't. Either you're the person that when shit hits the, pe- the fan, you, you panic and you don't really know what to do, or you're the person that when shit hits the fan, you say, okay, this is what happened. This is the situation that we're in. How do we make this situation survivable? Right. Yeah, you got to keep a level head, man. Yeah. Freaking out doesn't do anybody any good, including yourself or anybody around you. So. Yeah. All right, man. That's uh, that was awesome information. And uh, before I let you go, I want to find out more about your podcast. What's it about? When is it on? Where can we find it? All that good stuff. So, Rushmore Podcast is a podcast where we take our mind Rushmore of any given topic. And uh, if you listen to the podcast for more than thirty-five minutes, then you'll figure out what we do. We just we talk about it. We we do some bullshit. Uh, we've had some pretty interesting guests, uh, Ari Shafir, uh, UFC fighter Paul Felder, UFC commentator John Anik. Um, we've had some pretty interesting people on. But yeah, go check it out. Leave us a five-star review. We're, we're going to drop our Patreon September 11th. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting. So everybody go check that out. Yeah, very good. The Rushmore podcast, uh, and uh, you're obviously Pepper. And who is your uh, who's your your co-host, or do you have a co-host? Yeah, my co-host is a guy named Thomas. Um, he's a blind idiot. Um, <laughs> don't listen to anything that he says on the internet or otherwise. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, hey man, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come out on the show. I will make sure that I um, I notify you. I'll send you the link and all that good stuff when the show airs and all that. Um, I mean, we are live right now, but for whatever reason, I don't know if you go on YouTube at all live, but it takes twelve hours for the damn show to be ready to to post out. Uh, I don't know. We what have the- so we didn't even know we had a YouTube until like two months ago like our distribution site had been auto uploading to YouTube. And I would say like 75% of our videos don't even upload because it says like the files too, big. I don't even know. Like the files too big. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm learning YouTube and, uh, I've already been censored once. Um, you know, it's the world we well, live let's make in. It man. Twice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 no, I want people to Fuck hear it. what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pedophile YouTube motherfucker. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, well, listen, man, I really appreciate you spending the time and coming out. Like I said, I'll get you the link over. Uh, and if you need, uh, if you ever uh, need anything, man, let me know. I, I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. You sound like you're a pretty interesting person. You got fucking sick ass gun sponsors and you're in Mesa, Arizona home yeah. of uh, my favorite guitar amp company, Mesa oh. Boogie. Oh, I never even heard of it. Oh, they're the best. 
the Mesa Boogie Triple Rectifier is the creme de la creme in, when it comes to heavy metal guitar amplifiers. Uh, how about that? It's right in my backyard. I never heard of it. Yeah. No, but guns are prevalent here. Uh, I mean, we're still walking around with big six shooters hanging off our hip. Um, it is still somewhat the Wild West, but, uh, you know, the uh, California yuppies, they're moving over here, and and they're all offended by it. So Yeah. We don't have that problem in Mississippi. <laughs> no. <laughs> you might see me moving out there one day, man. It's either going to be Wyoming uh, or Mississippi. I, I need somewhere where I can just go hide. You know what I'm saying? Dude, uh, I've heard salt, uh, Utah. Oh, yeah. yeah I've I heard a, a lot of good things about Utah. I got a buddy up in Utah. He's the host yeah. of the Tom Golly Show. I don't know if you've ever uh, listened to or watched the Tom Golly Show, but he's a good dude. He's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could get lost up in the canyons in Utah for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mineral rich. Yeah. A lot of good things. As long as you can deal with Mormons. Ah. Great place, from what I've heard. Yeah, you know, you, they mind their business. You mind their, you know, your own. That's all. That's whatever. Pepper, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Absolutely, man. Well, so, uh, if you got any other weird things you want to talk about, hit me up. Yeah, I definitely will, and vi- uh, vice versa, man. If you need, uh, absolutely. If you want to have a guest on that knows nothing about a lot of stuff, you let me know. Yeah, yeah, I'll get. <laughs> I just started a new podcast, need some guests, so uh, I will be hitting you up, John Smith, if that's your real name. Doubt it. Yeah, it, no, it. that's my name, buddy. I got a story behind All that. Right. You know, All th- right. yeah, that's uh, that's as good as it gets. I'll tell you. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you go. And uh, thanks again, brother. And uh, let's stay in touch and be safe down there. All right. Absolutely, man. You have a great night. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care. All right, bro. All right. That was Pepper Goins from the Rushmore podcast. He is a uh, kind of an average Joe prepper. And uh, he's just, he's being smart, guys. He's kind of got a escape plan in case the world goes crazy. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but the world's going crazy. So let's get to uh, our next sponsor real quick. And of course, uh, this is Ranger Rob's pet poopy bags. And if, if the stars align this week, well, I just might have Ranger Rob himself on the show. But let's give him 30 seconds to talk about his product. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. All right, we're back to the John Smith Show on Say What You Will Radio. Check us out on saywhatyouwillradio.com. You can also hear us on goodtalkradio.com every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can find us on Facebook at Say What You Will Radio as well as Instagram. And if you tweet, 
it would be say what you will seven. If you'd like to give us a call, feel free to give us a call. Our call in number is 602-475-2000. You know, I got some stories, but before I get into the stories, I got a video. This is like the best video I think I've seen on Twitter in a long time. And I just had to share it because, you know, it's a chicken chasing a dog. So check it out. Now look at this guy. I wish I had volume, but it's just a bunch of people laughing. But I mean, could you not watch this all day long? When I first saw this today, I was like, this is, this is the, this is why social media was created. Not so that we could, you know, I don't know, tweet back and forth about how much you hate the orange man or how much the orange man hates you or, you know, all that type of stuff. But look at this. Look at it. Look, I could watch it. I mean, this show, this entire show, the whole 60 minutes could have been about the chicken chasing the dog. Right? I mean, doesn't that just, doesn't that just bring a little bit of like warmth to your heart? Look at that. So there you have it. So anyway, I do have some stories and uh, we can get into the stories. I think I talked to uh, Pepper about this a little bit uh, earlier, but there was, uh, they caught the 17-year-old kid who decided to uh, shoot up some people last night. I guess he was supposedly trying to protect his own uh, property or something like that. I don't really know. Happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A white 17-year-old, like, notice how they lead that off. And, of course, this is Yahoo News, which, you know, they named it after the people that work there, the Yahoos. Uh, that was a really bad uh, a bad joke. I apologize. So anyway, so Kenosha, Wisconsin, a white. See, they gotta, they really got to push the race there, right? Do you remember when that gentleman walked out of his house and shot that five-year-old in the head in front of his two sisters? If you go back and you read those stories, yeah, no mention of his race or the little boy and his two sisters. But man, the minute you open up this story, the, the second word is white. A white 17-year-old police admirer. Oh, and he's a police admirer. Yeah, right? So when they talk about, I don't know, Antifa, Antifa, they don't ever say the Karl Marx admirers, right? They don't. Why is that? Do you think they're trying to control the way we see the world? The way we think? There's a chance. I'm just saying there's a chance. Allow me to start over. A white 17-year-old police admirer, he just sat, you know, he would just sit down in front of the the police department and just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for hours and just admire the police. Because I'm white and I'm a police admirer. 
uh, was arrested Wednesday after two people were shot to death during a third straight night of protests in Kenosha over the police shooting of a black man. See, right? The police shot the black man. The white police admirer, well, he shot, he shot the black man. Uh, the black men. Uh, so obviously the guy that got shot, Jacob Blake. Yeah, it was a bad situation. Stories are coming out that he was pretty aggressive towards the police and was carrying a knife. Don't know if it's true, but here's the thing. Maybe we ought to wait until all the facts are out. Hmm? Maybe before we start making up our mind and start, you know, accusing people of certain things and firebombing an entire city over it. I think people might just be looking for a reason to firebomb stuff. I think so. Maybe, maybe not. Just my humble opinion. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse of Antioch, Illinois, about 15 miles from Kenosha, was taken into custody in Illinois on suspicion of first-degree intentional homicide in the attack Tuesday that uh, was largely uh, captured on cell phone video. The shooting left a third person wounded. Quote, I just killed somebody. The gunman carrying a semi-automatic rifle could be heard saying at one point during the rampage that erupted just before midnight in the city of 100,000 people midway between Milwaukee and Chicago. Now, in my humble opinion, Yahoo News uh, missed an opportunity here. They said a semi-automatic rifle. They could have said an assault rifle, a military-style assault rifle. But this guy, he blew it. He must be a new beat reporter or something, you know. He's not not on top of it. He could have, yeah, military-style assault rifle. That's what he could have said. That would have made it scarier, right? And then that's also what drags out all the anti-Second Amendment loonies. Yeah, the minute they read that, military-style assault rifle, well, then there's got to be the call for the end of guns. It's funny, though, when Chaz, a.k.a. Chop, up there in Seattle, was being guarded by men with AR-15s, No mention of the military-style assault rifles. And also no mention of the call to ban firearms, even when four people got shot to death up there. Interesting. You think maybe they're trying to get us to think a certain way? Hmm. In the wake of the killings, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers authorized the deployment of 500 members of the National Guard to Kenosha, doubling the number of troops. The governor's office said he is working with uh, with other states to bring in additional National Guard members and law officers. Authorities also announced a 7 p.m. curfew an hour earlier than the night before. Even so, protesters were out Wednesday night after the curfew. Shocker. And there's still protesters. They're not, uh, you know, rioters. They're still just, they're just protesting. I know they burnt down a car lot, but that's in protest. That's, 
that's peaceful. When you take a baseball bat to 50 cars on a car lot and then you firebomb them all, that's a protest, you see. But you ride your Harley to Sturgis and you're what? You're the COVID spreaders. Yeah, see? See how this all works? A, a senseless tragedy like this cannot happen again, the governor, a Democrat, said in a statement. I, again, why did they have to mention what party he was with? Because he was so profound? Because he said a senseless tragedy like this cannot happen again. It was very profound. He goes on to say, I again ask those who choose to exercise their First Amendment rights, please do so peacefully and safely, as so many did last night. I also ask the individuals who are not there to exercise those rights to play, stay home, and let local first responders, law enforcement, and members of the Wisconsin National Guard do their jobs. So there you have it. 17-year-old kid, don't know the facts, but uh, he will be charged with murder, it said so. Um, we'll see what happens, right? I don't know. Do you have the right to defend your property? Do you have the right to stand your ground when um, rioters are threatening to destroy everything that you own? I don't know. The 17-year-old kid, maybe, I don't know. We don't know. If he just showed up and he has no relation with any of the property, if he wasn't trying to defend property and he just decided to grab his gun and go downtown and start shooting people, yeah, then he needs to go to prison for the rest of his life. If he was there defending his property from being destroyed, then I think it needs to be looked at a little bit. All right, another story. Uh, this is conflicting news. I saw an article uh, from ABC that was talking about the bump that Biden got from the uh, Democratic National uh, Convention. But then Reuters is saying that Biden, the no bump chump, didn't get a bump. It says Biden got uh, no convention bounce after Democratic gatherings. So, again... You either got it and the polls are more favorable for you or you didn't get it. I even heard a report that he actually lost voters. He lost uh, some points in the polls after his own convention. So who's telling the truth? Whose polls are accurate? Are polls made to really to be news or do they really uh, are they accurate? I don't know. That's a great question. I would love to talk to somebody about that, about their opinions of polls, because when they call me and I do get called, I just hang up because I don't want to talk to people. I really don't. I don't want them to know what I think or uh, it's none of their damn business. If they want to know what, what I think, they can come to the say what you will radio.com on YouTube and tune into the John Smith Show. That's what they can do. Well, uh, that's a, all I got for the night. Uh, the time is up. So, again, I want to thank uh, Pepper Goins and uh, the Rushmore Podcast. Check them out. Uh, you can go to the Rushmore Podcast on just about any uh, podcast carrier, I'm sure. Just search it. I did search it on on uh, 
on Apple Podcasts, and they were certainly there. So go check them out. Uh, I really appreciate him being on. The world's going to hell. Make sure you start doing some, at least some minimal prepping so that, in my opinion, that you have enough water and food and shelter and safety and all that good stuff. Uh, Do your own research. But I would say for at least two to three weeks, if not a month. So be smart about that too. Hopefully later this week, I'm going to have Ranger Rob himself on the show. He is a full-blown experienced prepper. I think we're going to get a little bit more detail uh, from Ranger Rob. So hopefully let's keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully we can work that out. Uh, But until uh, next time, I thank everybody for tuning in to the John Smith Show. Check us out Monday nights, Good Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. All of our stuff can be found at saywhatyouwillradio.com. God bless. Have a great night.